Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and You Can Heal Your Life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. My guest today is Roxy Wright. Roxy is from Hearts Haven Ranch. So that's Hearts Haven, H A V E N, ranch.ca, or you can reach her at Roxy at heartshavenranch.ca. So remember, there's an S on the end of that heart, heartshavenranch.ca. I am super excited to be speaking with Roxy today. She is just a ball of energy, and you are going to love what she has to share. I'm going to give you a little hint. We're going to talk about horses and the healing work that can be done with them as well. She is a certified and licensed Heal Your Life teacher, an EFT practitioner. She is a certified equine facilitated learning practitioner. That's a mouthful that I can't wait to learn more about. So I'm going to just start by saying hello. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And it's so great to have you on this podcast. Uh, Before we get started, can I just ask you how you first learned about the Heal Your Life work or Louise Hay? It seems to me, I'm turning 60 this year. It seems to me that I've been aware of Louise for many, many years. And uh, I know I had a copy of her Heal Your Life book in my home and in my possession and didn't really dig into it a number of years ago, but acquired another copy from a dear friend when she passed away and then started to dig into it a little bit more and searched her out on YouTube and got a lot of meditations and just loaded them onto my phone. And I would sleep with them and I would listen to them because they just filled my soul. And so as I look back on the principles that she taught, I've been using those principles and those principles are also completely congruent with my own spiritual practice. Like I didn't have to say, well, I agree with this and I agree with this, but I don't agree with this. Everything just really fit with where I was spiritually anyway. And this gave me a new vocabulary and it gave me a way to better, it, it, it enlightened my personal spiritual practice. It gave me a vocabulary that just enriched it and specific things that I could do that would enrich and deepen those spiritual practices. And I've been teaching equine facilitated learning and I've been teaching the EFT work for a long time. And I've always wanted to put in Louise's uh, 10 guiding guidelines to loving yourself into my workshops. But I would think, well, that's copyrighted work. And so I should probably contact Hay House and see what they think about that and 
You know, I just, I didn't feel right about just adding it to my workshops. Three months ago, I was on, I subscribed to their email list and, and I was just on a, a Louise Hay or Hay House subscription page. And I scrolled down to the bottom and there was this icon for Heal Your Life Facilitator. And I'm like, I started to vibrate. <laughs> I'm like, wait a sec, that's exactly what I want right there. And I appreciate the fact that I, if I don't have to reinvent the wheel, if the wheel's already put together, especially by Louise Hay, I don't have to reinvent it. So I was just thrilled to find that. And a really cool thing that came together for me was, I mean, it was a big, it, it, I found it three weeks before it happened. So I didn't have the time to save up for it and I didn't have space on my credit card for it, but I had not filed my income tax from the prior year. And so I hadn't been getting a bunch of payments for my child tax payments. And just before this started, that whole lump sum came in and it was able to be paid for immediately. So the universe does take care of us. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I am beyond thrilled, like the depth, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> the depth of things that have, have deepened for me in so many facets and each one of the things that I do, the EFT, the equine facilitated learning. I also do some Qigong practice. I don't have a certification there and the Louise Hay work. They all marry together with a focus on love and a focus on loving ourselves. And so when I, when I work with that, I can pull in little pieces of each one of those modalities. And at the right moment, the right thing will come forward and the person that I'm working with or the horse that I'm working with will have exactly what they need in that moment. You've touched on so many things that remind me of Louise. I can certainly hear that you have been a student of hers uh, through YouTube or through her book or through whatever it may be until you came to the training. And, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, having her playing while you're sleeping, she used to love to make a joke from stage about sleeping with many people every night. <laughs> I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you reminding me and our listeners of that. I'm sure it's put a smile on many people's face. And you know what you said about not needing to reinvent the wheel, that was something that she would say as well. This doesn't have to be complicated. Spiritual growth does not have to be complicated, not always easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And, you know, the same with forgiveness, the same with anger releasing. We can sometimes make these a much bigger deal than they are. And one way that you've proved that as well is with the manifesting. You know, it's like the universe just provided for you what you needed in order to attend this training. And so everything is flowing all in the right direction for you. And it's so beautiful to hear. Now, I am super excited to hear how you have incorporated the Louise Hay work working with horses. I know you recently did a workshop where you had, I think, over 20 people there. And I just, I would have loved to have been there to just experience that. So let our listeners and myself experience it through your words, please. Well, with my horse work, let me just gather my thoughts here for a moment. Everything that we do with horses, when we tur- when we work with horses, in an appropriate manner, there are many ways, just like there are many ways to deal with our, with our fellow man as we walk in this planet. When we deal with our horses in a, from a place of authenticity, which means to me, the real me, when I start to let go of, I mean, we always have goals and those are important to have. But when I let go of my expectation of a certain goal by a certain time, 
but still hold that intention. And intention is different than a goal because my intention surpasses the idea of a goal because in my intention, I'm asking for the best good of all. So with that little preamble, when I work with a horse in an appropriate manner, every way that I work with that horse is completely transferable to how I can work with a human being. Because horses are prey animals, and they, uh, and even though we've domesticated them, they are still intrinsically and intuitively prey animals. And so they read all of the energy around them. And this is now scientifically proven. And it just, it thrills me as I read the guiding principles that Louise talks about. And I see through the EFT process, all the scientific studies that are now really validating all of this energy work. What used to be woo-woo 20 years ago and people go, oh yeah, right, that stuff's loopy. Now science is being able to actually, so they can take studies and they can measure what's going on. And they do this in the horse world as well. There's an organization called HeartMath that works very specifically when measuring those electromagnetic fields that we all emit. And horses, and I love the fact that horses are mute because, because of that muteness, we can't lose ourselves in a verbal discussion. We can lose ourselves in a fight but if we allow ourselves to drop into the energy of what they present and allow them to influence us and allow us to influence them, then there's some ascension that goes on that is just incredible. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. And I watched that with these kids. This, this workshop that I did two weeks ago, I advertised it and within three or four hours, I had seven youth coming and within 36 hours, I had to put in a second day. And as I, and I had an outline of what I wanted to do, and I had some ideas of how the horses would work with them. And in my physical structure, my workshop space is on the second floor of my arena, and it's got big picture windows so that I can look down onto the arena from that workshop space. And so I turned out six horses in that workshop, in the arena space. And then we started with some principles and we did the first, the, um, the meditation, the opening, the closing doors, closing doors, opening meditation. And um, I don't even remember the first principle that I presented because it just flowed with the youth workshop. But then I invited the kids to all go to the window and watch what was going on downstairs while the horses, because three of the horses were from one herd and three of the horses were from another. And I had food all over the arena so that they could eat and they could just basically mill about and be teenagers at school kind of thing. And the information that just flowed from those horses and that the children picked, well, the youth picked up on and said, well, he's doing this. Oh, and oh, well, this is like this at school. Like it was absolutely stunningly perfect. I could not have orchestrated it anyway, any better. Oh, Roxy, I'm hoping that you're going to do one for adults as well. And oh, yeah. put it up on your website when you do. <laughs> I will. I will. So excited. Are you able to share a little bit about your personal story, maybe a time or two when you have used the work of Louise Hay and Heal Your Life, uh, as well as your other modalities to overcome any adversity in your life? As I thought about this question, there's so many, I use it so daily that it's hard to pull a specific one out that I specifically used the principles of Louise Hay. But like I said before, her principles are the same principles that I have spiritually used. And what I wanted to relate was a number of years ago, my family and I went on, and we did this two years back to back. 
we went on a whitewater canoeing trip. And this really speaks to trusting the universe and trusting ourselves because when we went on this whitewater canoeing trip and it was a river canoeing trip, and this is not rafting, this is canoeing. And that's different because you are managing the canoe in a rafting thing. The guide is managing it. You just kind of hang on for the ride in canoeing. You have to manage the ride. And there were about four different, and it was an all day trip. There were about four different places where there were some rapids And at the beginning of the trip, our guide said, and I would not class myself as a fabulous canoeer. Yes, I knew how to handle a canoe on a very cursory level. So we're putting ourselves into white water and I'm like, can I do this? (laughs) But he gave us some safety things at the beginning and we were all wearing helmets. We were all wearing runners. And he told us at each of the rapids, we could probably circumvent the rapids if we wished but we might get pulled into the rapids. And if we did get pulled into the rapids, here are the safety guidelines because your canoe might roll and all of our gear is strapped into the canoe, et cetera. So we've got all this safety set up and he said, so we've got helmets on and uh, he said, so the basic guideline is if your canoe rolls, you put your feet downstream so that, and you do not try and stand up in the river. Cause if you're in rapids, the rocks are pretty high. So you theoretically could stand up, but you're going to get buffeted by those rocks. So you put your feet downstream. You're also in a life jacket. You cross your hands across your chest, like you're giving yourself a hug and you ride out the rapids. And then when you, when the, when the rapids, when you kind of, and you, you work on kicking your way to the edge where the water is calmer. Um, and And each of the canoes also has a tow rope on it that um, you can hang on to the canoe by a rope, but you have to be careful of that too, because it could pull you under. So we have these, these guidelines and these safety things. Well, of course we get into the river and yes, we roll. (laughs) I remember looking back and to my teenage kids, their canoe was straight up in the air, like literally looked like a rocket launching rolled and in the water. But in each of these instances, because we had some guidelines, first of all, about safety and some expectation and some knowledge that we're going to get through this and just look for calmer waters and trust, 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 trust my life jacket, trust my helmet, trust that the water will take me, but it won't destroy me if I follow those rules. So taking that back to Louise Hay's work, what's one of the manifest or the things that we always say on affirmation? In the space of infinity where I am at this moment, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I am perfect, whole, and complete. So we ran the, that, that river twice in the, in the, over the two years. And those whole experiences have spoken to so much to the way I run life now. Oh, I'm going to get sucked into a rapid here. All right, what are my safety mechanisms? One of them is my spiritual piece of saying, this is all going to be okay. If I can't control this, I can control what happens inside of me. And one of the things that will happen inside of me is I will trust that I can get through this, especially if I lean into God, the universe, whatever you want to call the power out there. And that all is perfect, whole and complete. And that this adversity that I'm in will strengthen me just like physical exercise. When we physically exercise, we actually tear muscles. And then when we, when those muscles recover, there's always a recovery space. When those muscles recover, they are stronger and bigger, but there is a bit of a destructive process in that. And if we run away from that in life, I mean, we don't go hunting for it, (laughs) but it's going to come. And if we run away from it in life, 
we and set up a rigidity, then like if I had tried to stand up in the river, I could have really been hurt and or killed. So if I relax into that and relax into the universe and relax into where this river is taking me at the moment and trust that the outcomes are going to be for my highest good, it's, it takes away a whole lot of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I just love that you've taken those practical instructions about the river and turned them into a spiritual way of living. And as someone who has had very bruised up knees and shins uh, from standing up in the river, yes, uh, literally, I really want to take your advice here and remember in those times of stress, in those times of conflict or adversity, you know, that I have guidelines that I can go back to. I can, I can trust that there's calmer waters. I can trust that I have the knowledge that I need going forward and that, that this too shall pass. So that was a beautiful sharing. And I really appreciate how you've worded it. And I was just on the edge of my seat. I can't imagine what it would feel like as a mother looking and seeing your teenager's canoe pointing straight up, but you had, you had the trust and you had the tools. And that is so important. And I think you started off talking about Louise's, not just her points of philosophy, but ways to love yourself. And so I think at the end of this call, we'll just quickly skim through those. I've got a copy of them here as well for our listeners. But that, that was a wonderful sharing. Thank you so much. Do you have any upcoming events that are going on at the ranch that you want to share about or any other things that, that have really helped impact your life in a positive way? Um, in my summer camps, I always have camps for kids and camps for adults. And so those are coming together. I'm now looking at adding some one-day workshops for youth, some adding some two-day workshops for youth and adults. Incorporating the horses in the appropriate times, I actually would like to put together a retreat that would incorporate two-day, and I'm going to call this a pure Louise Hay workshop, because I would do the two days as a structure outlined by Louise, but then do another two days, maybe do a day beforehand and another day or two afterwards, which add the horses to it. Because when you can take that knowledge and that, that energetic shift that's happened in those two days... And then take it to a horse, even if you've, and, and the, the horse work is never, is not mounted. Uh, I'm also a certified riding instructor. So I can, if somebody is a rider, I can take them into a riding situation, but this is not meant to teach you how to ride. So in a workshop situation, there would be, the, the work would be on the ground, but the sole connection that helps, that happens with the horses is, I'm going to get biblical here for a second in revelation in revelation it talks about christ returning to the earth riding a white horse and two verses later it talks about the host of heaven that follow him and that come with him also riding white horses now do you think christ really needs transportation (laughs) (laughs) you make so many good points (laughs) you know it's not about oh i need something to ride on when i come in here It's about these animals are my ambassadors, all animals, all of the earth, the whole, like Louise talks about blessing our, our kitchen and blessing our, our appliances. Well, the appliances, even, even though that they're metal right now, and there's been a lot of man-made skewing to those elements, they are still part of the earth, whether it's plastic or not, it still was part of the earth. And so they still have a spirit. 
And so I, I love the way that she says, everything is spiritual, even the lamp. <laughs> when we bless our car, it will travel better. When we keep ourselves in a place of possibility and blessing and love for everything, the blade of grass, the ant that just bit me, the, when we keep ourselves in that space, I'm learning that we open ourselves to so much more depth and so much more, it thins the veil between this life and the next one and the previous one and allows us to really understand who we really are because we are divinity. This is scripture in my spiritual belief. And I believe that that was what Louise Hay felt as well, that we are destined to be gods, basically. And you know what else I really think about that too? um, And tell me if you agree is we are all one. And so when we're there with the horses or we're there in the river, you know, when we're there with, with other people in our lives, no matter what part of the world we live in, We are all one. It is a divine matrix. And we are intrinsically imparted into that matrix. And the whole point of it all is that we each have fullness of joy. Beautiful. So it it really is. I know my my owl just hooted. (laughs) It really (laughs) is all about us. And there, because that's what, and I'll call him God, you can call him universe, whatever you want to call him, but that's what God's purpose is, is to bring us joy. And there is a happily ever after, no matter what's happening with us in life here, there is a happily ever after, and we get to create it. Yes. That is- Thank you so much for sharing that, Roxy. And do you have like one final self-care tip that you would like to share? The self-care tip I would suggest to us and to everyone, and invite us to all practice, is to immerse ourselves in positivity. Because as Louis teaches, everything we say to ourselves is an affirmation. And if we try to do affirmations and we say one in the morning that says, I am wonderful, and then the rest of the day we walk around going, (laughs) scowling and (laughs) grousing about everything. But if we can lean into that positivity of this is going to be okay. And the more I look to it, and it's not Pollyanna because we do still have to deal with the rapids, but if we can immerse ourselves, feed yourself well, feed your emotional world well, just like you feed your body well. When we feed our bodies with garbage and crap, we can't hear properly. We can't feel properly. And we feel gross. When we feed our bodies well, and we feed our minds and our souls well, we will ascend. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I've made a million notes. I'm really excited to hear more from you in another podcast. We'll have to have you back. I do want to touch on Louise Hay as a final reading on her ways to love yourself because you mentioned those earlier in the call. Normally, I would have our listeners close their eyes and we would do a little meditation, but let's just quickly run through this instead. You can find this on the louisehay.com website or you can find it in my book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. You can get that on Amazon and there is an ebook copy, Kindle or a paperback. And so the very last chapter outlines it for us. And I'm just gonna touch on them quickly as we close. The one that Roxy just mentioned, number one, stop all criticism. Stop all criticism. Forgive yourself, let the past go. Don't scare yourself. 
Be gentle and kind and patient. Be kind to your mind. Praise yourself. Support yourself. Be loving to your negatives. Take care of your body. Do mirror work. Love yourself and do it now. Have fun and remember the things that gave you joy. So thank you so much for joining us today, Roxy. We will have to get together again for another call. One more time, listeners, you can check out her really cool events at heartshavenranch.ca. And I believe you are located south of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Is that correct? That would be the main Canadian airport. I'm about three hours from the Calgary airport, and I'm about three hours from the Great Falls airport. So if you're from the U.S., we're an easy trip. Oh, beautiful. And I know I, for one, look forward to coming to one of those retreats. So once again, thank you for being here. Heartshavenranch.ca. Roxy Wright, you will love her. Make sure you connect. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.